Autumn is always a time of fear and greed and hoarding for the winter coming on. Debt collectors are active on old people and fleece the weak and helpless. They want to lay in enough cash to weather the known horrors of January and February. There is always a rash of kidnapping and abductions of schoolchildren in the football months. Preteens of both sexes are traditionally seized and grabbed off the streets by gangs of organized perverts who traditionally give them as Christmas gifts to each other to be personal sex slaves and playthings. Most of these things are obviously wrong and evil and ugly, but at least they are traditional. They will happen. Your driveway will ice over, your furnace will blow up, and you will be rammed in traffic by an uninsured driver in a stolen car. But what the hell? That's why we have insurance, eh? And the inevitability of these nightmares is what makes them so reassuring. Life will go on, for good or ill. But some things are forever, right? The structure may be a little crooked, but the foundations are still strong and unshakable. Oh, ho! think again, Buster. Look around you. There is an eerie sense of panic in the air, a silent fear and uncertainty that comes with once reliable faiths and truths and solid institutions that are no longer safe to believe in. There is a presidential election right on schedule, but somehow there is no president. A new Congress is elected, like always, but somehow there is no real Congress at all. Not as we knew it, anyway. And whatever passes for Congress will be as helpless and weak as whoever has to pass for the new president. In the world of sports, it is like playing a Super Bowl that goes into 19 scoreless overtimes and never actually ends. Or four L.A. Lakers stars being murdered in different cities on the same day. Guaranteed fear and loathing. Abandon all hope. Prepare for the weirdness. Get familiar with cannibalism. Good luck. The fix is in. November 27th, 2000. From Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in America. Luck is a very thin wire between survival and disaster, and not many people can keep their balance on it. I have never believed much in luck and my sense of humor has tended to walk on the dark side. Muhammad Ali, one of my very few heroes, once took the time to explain to me that there are no jokes. The truth is the funniest joke of all. Oh, it takes a special kind of mindset to believe that and still have smart people call you funny. I have never quite understood it. This eerie presidential election has been a painful experience for gamblers. Almost everybody lost. The many, many losers don't feel the pain yet because they are still in shock and denial. There are rumors in Washington that Gore's most trusted advisors have sealed him off so completely that he still firmly believes he won. Which is true on some scorecards, but so what? Those cards don't count. George Bush is our president now, and you better start getting used to it. He didn't actually steal the White House from Al Gore, he just brutally wrested it away from him in the darkness of one swampy Florida night. Gore got mugged, and the local cops don't give a damn. Ho oh, ho ho, where the fuck did he think he was, in some friendly civics class? Hell no, he was in Florida, arguably the most vicious and corrupt state in the Union. Not only that, but he was brazenly invading Florida, trying to steal it from right under the noses of the whole Bush family. 
It was a bold move and brilliantly done in some ways, but then so was Lee's brave decision to invade the North and attack Gettysburg. Gore was doomed in Florida, and he knew it about halfway through election night. The TV wizards had already given the state and its 25 precious electoral votes to Gore, which gave him an early lead and caused wild rejoicing in Democratic headquarters all over the country. My own immediate reaction was bafflement and surprise, and I think I almost believed it. But not really. The more I brooded on it, the more I was troubled by waves of queasiness and shudders of gnawing doubt. I felt nervous and vaguely confused, as if I had just heard a dog speak perfect English for 30 or 40 seconds. That will get your attention for sure. Some people get permanently destabilized by it. Nothing they see with their own eyes will ever look quite the same to them again. As in, I know that the object I'm looking at is an egg.